Hello, and welcome to the Economic and Market Watch podcast for the week of October 30th, 2023. This is John Suter of CFC. As I travel the country presenting to different groups about the economy, I always like to ask the question, how many attendees are nursing an old car, or beater, as some would say, hoping that it will last until the upheaval in the auto industry stabilizes? Invariably, I always have a handful of people that are attempting to do what I'm currently doing, putting off another car purchase for as long as I can, whether it be used or new. You see, I am really not into cars. I just want to get from point A to point B and back in a reliable, safe way. Unfortunately, automobiles are a necessary evil for most, and with the current UAW strike going on, it seems like we may never get back to what was once considered normal. And what's worse is that car prices just continue to remain elevated or actually increasing depending on make and model. Can you believe that the average price noted in September 2023 for a full-size car is now $47,802? It's no wonder why some buyers are stretching out car loans for seven years these days. It's a double whammy for most because of the recent run-up in interest rates along with the considerable price creep. And let's not forget that an automobile is not like a house. A car is a depreciating asset over time. The likelihood of appreciation with a car is very rare and usually involves some kind of limited production or antique status. While stretching out the life of an older vehicle is a good thing in most regards, there are a few negative attributes that I would like to point out to everyone, especially if you take care of your car like I do, simply because of the amount of money we put into them. Number one, exercise or lack thereof. You see, with an old 1998 Honda Accord like I have, I don't worry about where I park. The closer to the grocery store or the shopping center, the better. And that cuts down on my steps for the day, which is not good for health reasons. With an old car, parking doesn't matter because my prized Honda Accord has plenty of dings in it and is peeling paint like a shedding snake. However, if I buy a newer used car or even worse, a brand new car, then parking becomes a strategic search. That spot needs to be far away from other cars, in a wide parking space, and preferably on an end spot so that only one side of my car is unprotected. Reason being to lessen the probability of that first door ding. Under this scenario, I get plenty of walking steps in for one day, just running shopping errands while not even thinking about it. Number two, a less green planet. I never really thought about this, but oil production continues to increase, according to the International Energy Agency. In fact, worldwide consumption of the fossil fuel hit an all-time high of 103 million barrels a day in June. Picture this. We use enough crude oil to fill about 6,500 Olympic-sized swimming pools every day. More than a third of those swimming pools will be needed to quench the thirst of two countries, that being the United States and China. One of the biggest reasons oil is still in big demand is due to its byproduct, which is gasoline to fuel internal combustion engines. Consumers are holding on to their vehicles longer, like me, delaying the improvement that comes with newer and more fuel-efficient models. While electric car production is on the rise, it is nowhere close to being large enough to offset the negative externality, that being more air pollution, from my beater Accord and million of other cars just like it. Therefore, in some sense, driving an older car is not the best for a greener environment full of clean air and beautiful trees. Number three, lastly, and somewhat more embarrassingly, more forcible driving. I will admit that when I'm driving my beater Accord on and around the Virginia roads, I'm not really worried about the damage that could be done to my car in a minor fender bender. 
No one wants to have an accident, but my 1998 Accord has seen its better days a long, long time ago. What I have noticed in the Virginia, Maryland, D.C. area is when I want to merge onto a passing lane or enter onto a highway by signaling with my left turn signal, that is a sign for other drivers to speed up and not let me safely merge onto traffic. I am sure that this has happened to you on more than one occasion. It seems like everyone is in a hurry and refuses to be courteous while driving our public roads. It happens all the time in this area. But with a beater, when I turn on my turn signal, I am merging onto that passing lane whether you like it or not. Now, I don't abruptly turn into the passing lane, but I slowly and forcibly merge in, and nine times out of ten, the car speeding up decides it better back off because I'm coming over regardless. You see, I know their car is a lot nicer than mine, so I'm going to win that battle 99.9% .9 of the time simply based on vehicle looks. I will admit, though, I cannot say my strategy is 100% effective because one time it did not work out so well for me as I watched my driver's side mirror get ripped off. But that is another podcast for another time. That's it for today. Thank you for listening, and be sure to download the Economic and Market Watch dashboard. We'll talk to you real soon. Music